Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. Right, let's jump right into the word today. Second Kings chapter 4. We're going to continue our doorway series, and I'm believing that as God speaks today, you're going to take another step to the purpose and plan of God for your life. 2 Kings chapter 4, reading in verse 8. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, and there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I perceive this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes, he can turn to us. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and he laid down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite woman. When he called for her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you've been concerned for us with all this care. What can we do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what can be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call for her. When he called her, she stood in the doorway. She stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, when the appointed time had come. We've talked over the last few weeks about attracting the presence of God into our life, inviting God's presence into our life. We talked about perception, how we believe as we see God working that greater days are before us. We talked last week about partnership and how when we partner together, we are stronger. For the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, two are greater than one. The Bible declares if one can put a thousand to fly and two can put 10,000 to fly, that together we are always stronger. We are stronger today because of those around us, those that worship with us, those that lead us, those that God has called us to raise up. We're always stronger together. Are you thankful for those God has put in your life? Come on, put your hands together and give him thanks for all those he's put in your life. But today I want to talk to you about investment and timing. How the investment of our life and what we give God aligns us with the timing of God. How it brings us into alignment with what God is doing in our world. Investment. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Say, so do not be deceived. Don't be fooled. God is never mocked or made fun of. But whatever you sow, you will reap. When you begin to invest in the kingdom, 
And you begin to invest in what God is doing. And you begin to invest in what you perceive he is saying or doing in your life. You begin to set in order the plan of God. The plan of God is a powerful thing. The plan of God is always beyond you. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says this. God knows the plan that he has set in place for your life. It's always a plan with an expected end. It's always in your future, but it's always connected to your now. And it's always connected to the promises of God that are working in your life. The plan of God always promotes you. It always blesses you. It never harms you. The word of God tells us that as we invest in that plan, we begin to build for our future. There are some of you right now that are in an investing season. God has called you and you've been sowing. You've been sowing in your worship. You've been sowing in your prayer life. You've just been showing up faithfully time and time again when everything in you wants to stay back, stay home, or retreat. But something is driving you that declares in you that greater is on the way. And for some of you, you've been in a season of investing investment always pays off all through the word of God there was an investment required by the people of God David sowed in a field long before he ever became king Noah built a boat when there was no water to float the boat there are seasons in your journey like Abraham where you have to go to the mountain and worship and give sacrifice to God not knowing what your greater season holds there are times in your life the investment in your life is directly connected to who you are God's plan for you your life and where you are going. Well, you have to understand in this story, they come together because they perceive God is doing something and they over and over as they begin to look into the future of what God was doing in this lean season of their life, the woman of God looks at the man of God and said, let us come together and build. It's going to cost us to add a room to this house. It's going to cost us to furnish it. The Bible said they put a bed, a table, a lampstand. They had an addition to their house. What you have to understand is this. They were building in a lean season. They had just come through a famine. It wasn't a season of overflow. It wasn't a season of, 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 of just blessing and breakthrough, but it was a lean season and they had just come through a recession and a famine, and they were challenged in this lean season to build. Some of the greatest times in our ministry when God challenged us is not when things were overflowing, but it was in seasons of battle. It was in seasons where the enemy had come in and was pressing back, and we made up our mind that we were going to press through, and we were going to overcome. There's something about offering God a sacrifice. The Bible said just a sacrifice of praise moves God. When you rise up above all the noise, and you begin to invest and begin to look into what God is doing, there's always a season of investment required for the people of God. He said, do not be deceived. He said, what you sow, you will reap. God is faithful to the word and the principles of his word. But then he says this, there's always a timing connected to my plan. What you have to realize, and I have to realize, is that the timing of God is just as important as the plan of God. The plan of God is powerful. It's the details of where you're going. But see, you can get ahead of God And you can get out of God's alignment and out of his timing. But when you understand that the timing of God and the will of God and the plan of God, when they all collide, anything is impossible. Anything is possible. Anything can happen. When you realize that when God's timing and his perfect will comes together, supernatural things begin to take place. It's powerful to walk in the timing of God. I love what the word of God says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. 
There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. Said in verse 11 of that same chapter, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. This is what he's saying. He said God set eternity in our heart. He's already put those things in motion. He's already put those plans out there in our future. So if you are faithful and you just keep walking at the right season, at the right time, those things will begin to unfold. Those plans that God has for your life at the right time. Some of you are waiting on God and you're in the right posture because you're trusting him right now and God says wait on me because eventually you're going to soar into that destiny and into that purpose do not give up do not throw in the towel do not retreat because there's a God moment in your future sometimes you just have to stretch a little bit and believe that God is at work and that God is going to do what he's already declared over your life the timing of God in our life You know, there's two types of timing that is talked about in the word of God. The Bible said there's the chronos. That's the set time. We find it from the beginning of the word of God in the book of Genesis. The set time of God. That's the morning and the evening. That's the days and the month. The weeks and the years. 365 days in our calendar year. 24 hours in our day. There's a set time. That's the chronos set time of God that has been orchestrated for us to live in. But then there's also the Kairos time of God. That is where God sends a moment of the kingdom into that Kronos that has already been established and things quickly begin to happen. It's where God invades you and he just moves by. That's what happened in 2 Kings. The word of God says the anointing just kind of moved by and they caught that moment and they begin to see things in their future that was not happening in their now and they came together and partnered and begin to invest in what they believe God was going to do. There's some of you right now, God has you in a set time and you've just been living day by day. You've been faithful day after day, week after week, month after month, but God says there's about to be a Kairos invasion in the set time of your life. Oh, you didn't see it coming. It wasn't on your calendar, but it's always been on my calendar. Come on, if you're thankful for that timing and that moment God's about to release, put your hands together today. Give him a praise and a shout for God doing what he said he would do. The Kairos moment of God. Where God just kind of sweeps in. Where he just invades you unexpectedly. And all of a sudden, what you did not see coming that God has already declared for your future begins to unravel. Ask David about one moment in the presence of the anointing. It thrusts you from being a shepherd into a kingdom and reigning as a king. It calls out the giant killer that's already in your life that you do not see when you look in the mirror. There's something about understanding God's divine alignment. I told you when we began this series that some of us were in an alignment season where God was aligning us because the assignment of our life was about to take a new uh, twist and going to unfold and take us to new levels because there's always an alignment that precedes every assignment. And God began to do that in this passage. He begins to stir in them and he begins to move them to new places and they begin to walk in partnership and they begin to invest in what God is doing and the timing of God is colliding with the house. A few years ago, I was in the mountains of Nicaragua. And many of you have heard this story, but it's our story and it fits so well in this series. 
Many of you are new here, you've not heard this story of how God in a moment changed everything for this ministry. I was in the mountains of Nicaragua, we were preaching and we stopped by a small church in a real poor area in a remote village. And the minute I got out of the car, I felt the Holy Spirit say, tell the pastor you're going to meet, you'll build him a church. I'd never met the pastor before, never been to this region, but I felt God speak to me in this moment. Pastor came out, I met him and his family. They were so gracious. Finally, after talking a while, I asked him about building a church and ran in a little house and brought out a set of plans and laid them out and we began to look at them. I asked how much the church would cost. He said about twenty-five to 30,000 US dollars. At that season in our ministry, it, it was like $300,000. I remember telling him there on the, that little piece of land in the mountains of Nicaragua that we were going to build him a church. He called his family out, his kids out, shared with them that we were going to help build a church. They all began to cry and celebrate. I began to cry because I had no money. Everybody was crying that day. I got in the car to go back to where we were staying in Esteli. And the minute I got in the car, I felt the enemy. Why? He is a deceiver and a liar. He began to speak to my mind and tell me how foolish I was. We didn't have any money in Tampa. We were just trying to rebuild an old church building, put things back together. We were just one week away from being broke. And the enemy came in and began to talk to my mind and tell me how foolish I was. Because that's what he is. He's a thief. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. But the Bible said in John chapter 10 that Jesus said, there's a door and I am the door. And as long as you walk through that door, there's an abundant life at your disposal. That whole ride, I felt so defeated. Got back to our hotel, began to think in the back of my mind how we were going to raise the money. When I got back to the hotel, my cell phone began to light up. And I realized that I had multiple calls, some from staff members, others from numbers I did not recognize. I finally retrieved my messages and I called one of the numbers back and it was a professional football player. And he said, Pastor, I, I want to talk to you about your church building. I didn't think a lot about it at the time. I didn't know all of the details. I said, I'll be home on Monday. We can, we can chat then. I, I arranged a time to meet. When he showed up, he showed up with a whole entourage of people. And when they arrived, they said, Pastor, we want to talk to you about buying your church building. I said, this church building, this 40-year-old church building, we're in the heart of the recession. We're in a lean time. No one is standing in line to buy a 40-year-old church building. I said, why do you want to buy the building? He said, well, we have a charter school. We want to expand it. And the city said we could expand, but we have to stay in this area. And your building is the only building that will work for us. And just out of my spirit, I said, for us to sell our building, it would take $8 million. Heart of the recession. Our building only worth 2 to $3 million on paper. If you could get a buyer, no one's standing in line to buy churches in this season. They left. I went about my business. A few days later, an attorney called me. He introduced himself, told me he was a representation of this foundation. He said, we, we met, and we want, you know, we'll take it. I said, you'll take what? He said, they said to tell you we'll buy your building. We'll give you $8 million for your building. 
I said, well, you know, I haven't really talked to my board. I haven't talked to my wife. I haven't really prayed about it. I said, give me a few days. I knew in my heart it was a God moment. It was one of those Kairos moments where God just moves in quickly and he invades the time that has already been set in order. I met with our elders. I met with our board. Everyone believed that it was a God moment. Me and Casey began to pray about it. And I was driving through the city of Tampa and I passed this building. They were taking down a sign from Albertsons and it just closed. And I knew that it was our building. I picked up a phone. I called a gentleman. And when I called him, he chuckled when I told him that I wanted to buy this property. He said, Pastor, thank you for calling, but it's the third busiest intersection in the city. We have people standing in line to buy this building. Large, large corporations. He said, thank you for calling, but we already have over 20 bids. I felt dejected. The next morning I got up believing that we had walked into a God moment. I thought, I'm going to call back. I called back. And when I got someone on the other end of the line, he told me that he was the gentleman's boss that I spoke to yesterday. But the gentleman that I talked to yesterday was now out sick. I don't know if God put something on him for laughing at a church. I don't know. But I don't think it was like a sickness unto death. It was like a head cold or something. But I began to tell the gentleman that I was talking to my story. I began to tell him not that I needed a building, but I started all the way back in Nicaragua. I began to tell him how I met a pastor and I told this pastor I was going to build him a church. And when I got home, I had a group wanting to buy our building. And I said, now I need to buy your building because I need a place to worship and I need a place to take my church. When I got done, he was dead silent. Finally, he started to speak. He said, well, pastor, I'm the vice president of this company and I will help make a decision and help the board come to a conclusion. But he said, I am also the chairman of the mission board of my local church. Come on, put your hands together. God has it all planned out. He has everything in alignment. He said, let me go to California to our meeting. I'm going to talk to the owner of the company. He said, let me see what I can do. No promises. A few days later, he called me back. He said, pastor, he said, we had our meeting in California. People made proposals. People had representatives. And when they all got done, I told him the story of the church. He looked at me and said, you know, we sell to companies and other, other grocery stores and other, uh, other businesses all the time. He said, let's sell it to the church if they can make the deal happen. He said, it's yours if you want the deal. I said, can I get in the building? He gave me keys. He put a contract in front of us. We walked in this building and immediately the same fear I felt when I was in the mountains of Nicaragua, it began to hit me. I began to think about leaving an old church and moving to a grocery store. I began to hear the words of naysayers outside of our church. It told me they thought it was a bad deal to move to a grocery store. I began to hear the voices of even other preachers that told me I need to just stay where I was. We were doing good. And I began to hear these voices. And me and Pastor Casey were walking through this huge building. There were no walls. It was just a big open massive building and when I was walking through I grabbed her hand and I began to pray I said Lord I need to know your will I need to know if this is your plan I need to know exactly what you're doing and I'm telling you I walked upstairs into the offices of this old grocery store we're not in an old church we're not in an old temple we're not in a house of worship we're in an old grocery store it smelled like an old grocery store you could see the remnants of an old grocery store but when I walked in the office of this old grocery store there was a plaque 
hanging on the wall. It looked like it had been there 15 years. Why? Because I believe God always has perfect timing. Somebody in a set time put that on the wall and they knew one day there'd be a preacher walk in this grocery store and need a word from God. And this is what the plaque said. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot protect you. We bought this grocery store. 20 weeks later, we were worshiping. And in the first year, over a thousand new people came and joined City Life Church. Over five years later, thousands of people have come to this church. And God is doing an amazing work. Not one service, but three services here. Another new campus. I said all that to say this. I believe I was in the mountains of Nicaragua and God invaded a moment of my set schedule. And he said, get ready. You are building a doorway. And if you are willing to invest, you are going to thrust yourself into a season of favor. And I believe in Nicaragua, we built a doorway in Tampa, Florida, because God is not my, what you sow, you will reap. And we walked into a season of God's favor. That is what happened in second Kings chapter. Oh, that's good. Celebrate the goodness of the Lord today. Come on, give him praise. Let him know that you're ready for a next season. Let him know that you're ready for his timing to explode in your life. Come on, open your mouth right now and give him praise. Second Kings chapter four. The Bible said they perceived God was doing something. And in a season of famine, she looked at her husband and said, let's build. I I know things around us would not dictate to build right now. I know the checkbook wouldn't speak to it. I know the financial counselors around us probably would say that it's not a good time to invest. But we're not investing in an economy. We're investing in the kingdom. And we're going to build a room and we're going to furnish that room. And we're going to invite the presence of God to dwell in our house. The Bible said they built a room. They furnished the room. The man of God shows up and the longer he stays, the more the anointing of God begins to filtrate throughout the house. And Eventually he calls for her. And the Bible said when he called for her, she stepped in to a doorway. Uh, Some of you are stepping into a doorway right now. God has aligned you. He's positioned you. There's something stirring in your spirit and you perceive that greater is in your future. She stepped into a doorway and this is what he said. This time next year, your investment, your building, your partnership, the perception you have in your spirit is about to pay off this time next year. There's a Kairos moment hitting this house. You're going to have a son. It staggered her. She was believing for big, but this, she said, you realize this is impossible. We're well past the age of having children. Every time I look in the mirror, these wrinkles remind me that it's an impossibility. But the next verse says this, at the appointed time, at the appointed time, there was something stirring in her spirit. And she looked at her husband and said, I 
I perceive God is doing something. And if we will come together in partnership and we will invest in what God is doing, I just believe there is greater in our next season. And that investment, it built a doorway. What you have not realized in the last season, you've been building a doorway. Your prayer has been building doorways. Your worship at the midnight has been building doorways. The presence of perseverance in your life where you just made up your mind, you were going to keep fighting, you were going to keep worshiping, you were just going to show up and be faithful in spite of what you saw in the natural was building a doorway. And I've got a word for you today. God would say, get ready. There's an appointment with destiny in your future. Your season is about to explode and God's going to do something that you cannot even put on paper, not even imagine. He said, it's beyond all you ask or think. He would say, get ready. You're standing in a doorway. And the verse said, at the appointed time, God said, I already put it on my schedule. I already put it in the etches of eternity, just like Noah when he built that boat. But there was no water to float the boat. The Bible said in the 600 year of his life, he walked through a door. And when he walked through the door, God closed the door behind him. Some of you, God's getting ready to shut the door on your past. He's getting ready to slam the door on your yesterday. And this is what happens, the Bible said. Fountains in a deep place begin to break open and the heavens begin to give way with pockets of water of rain. I believe for some of you, God already has the rain in place. He already has the fountain store and at the timing of God, he's going to release those things in your life. Why? There's a season on the way that you did not have planned, but God had it planned. There's things in your future you did not see coming, but God says, get ready. Not only is my plan in place, it's the right time and you are the right people. Come on, if you believe that today, put your hands together. Jump to your feet this morning and give him a shout of praise. Come on, tell him he's awesome. Tell him he's awesome. Tell him he's amazing. Anybody believe he's worthy this morning? We're going to close. I'm going to pray with you today. You know, um, I live in a house with three girls, so we frequent the mall quite often. We have a special calling to the mall. You know, when we go to a mall, especially international mall, there's one place we always park. And as we park the car and we get out and we walk up to the mall, there's this huge glass door and these glass windows. You know, the thing about these doors, these doors do not open when I pull in the parking lot. The doors do not open when I'm driving around the parking lot looking for a space. The doors don't even open when I get out of my car. But the closer I get to those doors, when I get in the vicinity of those doors, there's a sensor that signifies that now I am close enough to the doors for those doors to open. And the minute I get in the vicinity and I get close enough, those doors automatically fly open. There are some of you, the door is closed, but God says the timing of your promise 
is about to hit. And the minute you get to those doors, those doors are going to slide open. Those doors are going to fly back. And you're going to walk through with ease. You're not going to have to fight your way through. You're not going to have to battle into the next season because it's an appointment with destiny. It's already been declared. And when you walk in, you're going to walk in with a shout. You're going to walk in with a declaration. You're going to walk in knowing that God has opened the door, that he's put everything in place. And for those that have been investing, get ready for those that God has working right now in the present and you feel like you're toiling at the midnight, just keep working because what you're doing is this. You're building a doorway and you're getting ready to step into that doorway and not only is God's plan going to lay out, it's going to be the right time. And when the right time and the right plan come together, the enemy can't stop it. The naysayers can't defeat it, but you walk in knowing that what God has declared is about to come to pass. Come on, put your hands together and thank him in advance for what he's about to do. The worship team is getting ready to come. They're going to lead us into worship and then one of our pastors are going to come and pray and seal this service, but I'm going to pray over you right now. I'm just going to speak over you right now. I'm going to speak a declaration that God's plan is unlocking, but his timing is being made perfect. And for those that are standing, waiting, I'm going to pray there's a sensitivity to that Kairos moment of God that when it invades your house and invades your life, that you grab hold of it and you take the word of God. You know, we built that church in Nicaragua. We've sent mission teams to that church. Now we've built another church in Nicaragua and we've built churches all over the world getting ready to send a team to Africa next week. Why? Because when God hits your house, with a divine invasion, the enemy can't stop it. The doorway that we stepped into unleashed a season of favor. And thousands and thousands of lives have been changed. One moment, one moment can change everything. Come on, we're going to pray together today. And this is what I'm believing. That as God begins to invade you, that you are not so overwhelmed by the season that you missed the moment. Father, I pray today believing, not only in this room, but those watching online. Father, I believe, Father, that you are working right now. Father, they've been building through their partnership and through their perception and through their investment. A doorway to another season. A doorway to another level. A doorway to a greater place. And I declare today as your plan unfolds and your timing aligns with that plan that every naysayer will be silenced. Every skeptic will be put to rest. And boldness will come over every believer and they will step right in the middle of your plan at the right time and supernatural things will explode. Father, I'm believing, Father, that victory is getting ready to be declared in this struggle. And so, Father, I pray today anointing, anointing to wait on your time, favor to walk in your timing, and blessing, Father, to move in boldness and authority. And I declare today, I declare today, Father, by the word of God, that their best is yet to come. Come on, if you believe that today, put your hands together and celebrate his goodness. Yes.
Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. We'll see you next time.